to be here together today in this joint worship service. We are, as Pastor Briggs has indicated, we're serving one God. I would like to invite you to turn in the Old Testament to the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. We also want to acknowledge the ministers on the pulpit, the assistant pastor Washington, our associate minister, Reverend Bailey, to our deacons of both of our congregations, members and friends, and to acknowledge my dear wife, Sister Montgomery, and also First Lady, Sister Spriggs, to each of you. Our message today is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, and I'm going to read a few verses from this particular passage of scripture. I'll read verses 2 through 7 from the King James translation. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them had the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoils. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. For this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon the, his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I want you to notice particularly verse 2. The people yes. that walk in darkness have seen a great light. I want to speak today from the subject, it was night. Before Christmas. <laughs> it was not. Before Christmas. It was dark. The book of Isaiah. Is actually the whole Bible. In a miniature. Presentation. If you read the book of Isaiah. Alone. You would find everything that is revealed in the Holy Bible 
in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is perhaps the most renowned of all of the prophets. He had prophetic vision more than 700 years before Christ was born. Isaiah said a virgin shall give birth. Isaiah predicted the birth of Jesus to the team. He saw his crucifixion. He said, who had believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. Isaiah said, and as a sheep before his shearers is dumb, he opened not his mouth. The whole Bible story is told in Isaiah. Amen. He predicted the coming of Christ, the birth of Christ, the death of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, and the second coming of Christ. It's all in the book of Isaiah. The whole Bible. And guess what? It has 66 chapters. <laughs> Just like the Bible has 66 books. The first 39 are Isaiah prophesying things to come. And then the last ones, he prophesied those things that have not yet even occurred. He had long-term vision. And the proof of prophecy is that what the prophet predicts comes true. Isaiah said they cast lots for his garments. Isaiah said that he opened not his mouth. My God, my God, why has that forsaken me? Isaiah sought the whole some of what he predicted has already happened and some has yet to come but in this particular section of scripture we have the background or the backdrop of Christmas some people say that Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. And as you drive around communities and neighborhoods, you'll see a wide range of indicators. As I was meditating on this message, my wife informed me just a few days ago that she and some of her friends were going to go into Houston and see the lights and drive around some of the exclusive neighborhoods and see some of the decorations that had been displayed. To see the lights. I'm not trying to judge anybody, but there are so many different depictions of what this season means. Some folk have lights all around their roof. Maybe that's, that's you all. Got them in their trees. Got the cars decorated. Got the dogs wearing Christmas decorations. 
I have. I've seen it all. I've seen nativity scenes. I've seen big blow up. Yeah. Whatever they represent. There's something about this season that just brings out the, the, the joy in people. I went to some of the shopping centers. Couldn't even get a Thanksgiving turkey for stumbling over Christmas decorations. <laughs> Some of us are just fascinated with Christmas. Then I've seen some houses that actually don't ever take down their lights. Maybe maybe I saw your house. I don't know. (laughs) But the lights are permanently affixed to the roof. They just turn them on. So there's something about lights and Christmas that I think we need to explore. And what I discovered in reading this book of Isaiah is that it was night. It was dark. Our world was dark before Christmas. It's not a play on words. It was night. Isaiah said the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. God sent his son to be the light of the world. And even as my wife mentioned, we're celebrating today. There's some who are grieving. Columbus Bible Way Church and Ohio, where my daughter lives in Columbus, Ohio, Amen. buried their first lady on yesterday. I'm sure that they had plans for celebrating Christmas together. But now, the gloom of darkness is hovering over the place. But the hope and the reassurance that they have and we have is that she was a believer. I received a call last night, one of the dear members of a church I pastored in the south suburbs of Chicago, Elmer Brown, passed away yesterday. Her family was planning on celebrating with her. She just celebrated her 92nd birthday a few weeks ago. And now she's gone home to be with the Lord. It was night before Christmas. It was dark. The land was filled with the shadow of death. And yet God, in his infinite wisdom, broke through that darkness and sent his only begotten son. Isaiah, keep in mind now, this book was written 700 years before Christ was born. But he said, for unto us, a son, a child is born to us. It's a child. That's what we saw, the baby in the manger, those who were alive then. 
But Isaiah said also a son is given. See, Christmas is not just about a baby. Christmas is about the son of the living God going forth on a mission. He came to die. He left home with the mission to die. So a child was born to us. But to heaven, a son was given. The eternal God, the one who existed before all things, in him was life, and the light was the light of me. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. So this son that was given, Isaiah said the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's a prophecy. It hadn't been fulfilled yet. Because we still have bickering and squabbles. What do you call it? Squabbling down here. We can't get it together. We can't decide on certain things. But the government is going to be on his shoulder. And just as sure as Isaiah predicted the birth of Christ, I'm confident that there's going to come a day when Christ will reign forever and ever. His name shall be called Wonderful. Now, I want you to understand, he didn't say he has a wonderful name. But his name shall be called Wonderful. I wonder why they call him Wonderful. Well, one of the reasons that he was wonderful is that he existed before all things. Without him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by him, through him, and for him. You know, we were made for him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. He's wonderful because he is the embodiment of the true and living God. His name shall be called Wonderful. He shall be called a counselor. Guess why? Because he knows all things. He knows the beginning and the end. Some of us, some of you all, shall I say, pay money to have people read your palms, tell you about tomorrow, what to expect. He already knows. A day in God's sight is but like a thousand years. He knows everything from the beginning until the end. He's called the everlasting Father, the mighty God. He didn't really die. He gave up his life. But he said, if I give it up, guess what? I can take it up again. He allowed himself to die. But Peter said, it was not possible for death to hold him. So on that third day morning, he got up out of the grave and declared that he had all power in heaven and earth in his hand. It was night before Christmas. There may be someone here today experiencing night of darkness. Maybe there's 
been the loss of a loved one. And your heart is heavy. It was night before Christmas. It was dark. But the people that walked in darkness received a gift. They received the gift of the only begotten Son of God. He came in the most humble of fashions. Born in a stable. Because there was no room for him in the end. The hotel said, no, we don't have enough room for you. So he had to be born in a, in a manger, a smelly place where animals are kept. But that's where he was born. But Jesus is the light of the world. He came to turn on the light. If you're here today and you're in darkness, hopefulness and hopelessness, feeling this in despair, feeling that there is no way out, guess what? There is. For God sent his son, his only begotten son. He sent him to pay a debt that he didn't even owe. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Have you ever really pondered that verse? Became sin. In other words, Jesus who had never sinned became sin. I don't think you really get what I'm saying. All of the sin that had ever been committed that will ever be committed by everybody who ever lived and anybody who will live, God took out that punishment on his son. He treated him as though he was sin. He did it for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. And then Isaiah looks ahead. He says, of the increase of his government, verse 7, and peace, there shall be no end. I'm finally getting to a point where I'm having to just turn off CNN, MSNBC. I'm here looking for it to get better. <laughs> looking for it to... You know, I mean, I've been waiting, hoping one day I'm going to hear some good news. But when they said they're going to pause the drive for President Trump. <laughs> but Isaiah says, the government shall be on his shoulder. And peace, there shall be no end. He's going to establish it with judgment and with justice even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It's going to get better. It really is. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, is going to rule and reign. It was dark. It was night before Christmas. It was night in my life. I walked in darkness. Yes, sir. In fact, Paul says all of us 
walked in darkness. Let me ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2 just to remind you. Ephesians chapter 2 beginning with verse 1. He said that you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, Mm -hmm. according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Paul is saying the same spirit that's working in the children of disobedience was at work in you. He says, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We were just like the world. But God, who is rich in mercy, For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are we saved. It was night before Christmas. We were in darkness. We were hopeless. We were lost. We were doing whatever our hearts and minds set to do. We had no boundaries. We were lost, but God sent his son. He sent him to die. He sent him to pay the penalty for our sin. And now as a result of that, the light is on. Oh yes, he's gone back to glory. He's gone back to sit with his father in heaven. But before he left, he told us that you are the light of the world. A city that sits on a hill cannot be hid. During this Christmas season, then what can we do? We can leave the light on. We can let our light so shine. We can be that light in darkness. We can be that voice that cries out, that points the world to our Lord and Savior. The people that walk in darkness, they've seen a great light. They were under the shadow of death, but upon them, the light shines. God sent his son. He sent his son to be our example. And he's asking and commanding us to do the same for this dark and evil world. Let your light shine. Let your light so shine. Again, if I had time, I would take you through all of the prophecies of the book of Isaiah, but it would be like reading the whole Bible. Because everything that ever occurred in the scriptures is written already in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord in the year the king of Isaiah high and lifted up. His throne filled the temple. Isaiah saw him. He said, woe is me. He saw the living God. He saw Jesus. He 
said a virgin shall give birth. He saw the soldiers as they whipped him. He prophesied these things. If you don't read any book of the Bible at all, read the book of Isaiah. If you read the book of Isaiah, you get the whole story. It was night before Christmas. It was dark. 